Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. guests a week. Both of them I wildly look forward to for different reasons. One's an economist, one's a strategist, an analyst. Dr. Jeff Rosen, the economist, joining me right now from briefing.com. How are you, Mr. Rosen? Good. How about yourself? Good. Is there an economy going on right now with this whole government, 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 government kind of talk? <laughs> this economy is going on. I, we just don't know how it's going on because there's been, you know, really no data uh, available over the last couple of weeks. So in, in that respect, you know, we're, we're kind of just moving through the fog of war. Does that put you in the position of just kind of like trying to figure out what to do during your day to get your paycheck and not letting <laughs> anyone know that you don't know what's going on? You know, some days it's like that. You know, you talk to, you know, you take the train every morning, and, you know, the only people on the train at uh, 5.30 in the morning are traders or um, union workers. The union workers always sleep, and the traders are always on their computers, so, you know, you know who's who. And, you know, the, the traders are all going, you know, what, what's your day like? What are you doing? And, you know, a lot of it is not much, <laughs> you know, just kind of waiting to see, you know, how things are, especially with the dysfunction in Congress. Does that put you in a position of maybe looking at economic data from Asia, from New Zealand, from Europe, other parts of the world, or do you just deal uh, with what you have here? Sometimes. The problem with that is that uh, you know, our client base isn't so focused on that, so there's, there's not much, uh, much use for it. But, you know, you kind of have to look at everything around you. And there's some exciting things going on, exciting, you know, scary should, should be the better word. But, uh, you know, you have a bankruptcy in, in uh, Puerto Rico that you have no idea how that's going to play out. You have things going on in Detroit that you have no idea how that's going to play out. You know, you have uh, many microeconomies throughout the country that are, uh, you know, seeing problems because the government is shut down. So you're trying to look at all that. You know, and at the same time, you kind of go back and look at, you um, you know, how debt situations are, because you did get some Fed information, some Fed numbers, so we, you, know, you look through that stuff. Let's talk about some of these mini-economies that you just brought up. Um, Detroit going bankrupts, it seems to be a media topic that they seem to be sticking it to the unions. The city's not quite the right density of population to work, too many cops for too much space. Uh, what's your take on Detroit as far as, in hindsight, what happened wrong? 
Well, I mean, a lot of things happen wrong. I mean, but I mean, the biggest problem they're facing today is, in, in my opinion, is what, is what you said. The population density of the city is uh, too low. I mean, you have vast amounts of neighborhoods where there's very little people, but you still need to provide fire, water, electricity, you know, uh, police protection. And it, it's just not possible with the amount of tax revenue that's coming in. So, you know, it's unsure what it's going to do. And then you have people that own these properties legitimately and they don't want to move because they've lived there for, you know, 20, 30 years. So even though they're living in a neighborhood where there used to be maybe, you know, 15 people on the street and now there's only two, they don't want to be, you know, picked up and, and, and moved to a different location. That's not how they survive. That's not how they live. So it's a very nervous-type environment, in my opinion. Let's talk about my climate. Um, I live in the Bay Area, where I live in a 1,600-square-foot house, roughly, that's a million dollars. That's a joke in basically every other county of the United States, where they're like, you could buy 10 houses for that. How do you think things end in super expensive areas? Again, the Bay Area, we're starting to lose some jobs to New York. We're starting to lose... I don't know if I'm putting words in your mouth. I just we live in an expensive area. Any commentary on the Bay Area? Well, the wages are higher, and, that's, and you have a, a tighter and a smaller landmass, so property values are naturally higher because of those two events. The question is, you know, can wages continue to grow and keep those housing prices at that level um, when you can transfer employment out of the Bay Area into different areas? I mean, you're seeing you know small tech communities pull up in you know, a number of states because it's, it's not something that absolutely needs to be uh, you know, centralized in the, Bay, in the Bay Area. However, because of Stanford, because of Berkeley, you, know, you, you do have that, uh, that environment that naturally congregates those type of people. So it's a pull and uh, push and pull type environment. Economist Robert Schiller just won the Nobel Prize for Economics, and he said something recently, and I'm paraphrasing, that housing is a bad investment due to the fact that new houses are better than old houses, that houses depreciate, that houses need maintenance and upkeep. Do you agree with his broad theory there? Yeah, to a point. I mean, it it all depends on where the jobs are and the available housing units that can be newly constructed. Unlike a car where you can go out and buy it at any place in the, in, the, in the country, if your job is in a, in a specific area, you need to live in that specific area. And if there's no room to expand in that specific area, for example, the Bay Area, you know, you're going to see higher prices. You're going to see appreciation just because people want to move in there. Now, if you're in a place like Texas where you can expand for as you know, far as your eyes can see and you can build roads and you could you know, easily get the people into the areas that, that have the jobs, you're not going to see an expansion in prices. And you really didn't see that big of an expansion in prices in uh, during the bubble time periods in those areas. So it's a location, location, location to jobs and it's, colleges. Exactly. It's, it's all it is is where you are and how much room is there to, to expand. And if the room is, is constrained by, you know, land mass and, and, and ocean, and you know, you're going to end up with a higher uh, higher price if, if people want to find jobs there. It's interesting that you say that because in the Bay Area, when you vacation to Tahoe, it's a four-hour drive, and you drive through Sacramento, and Sacramento saw real estate prices go up, but there's nothing but land around it. So I see it as more speculative than, like you said, and the Bay Area that has... 
water. Right. And in that case, what it is, if there is more area that can be, you know, uh, you can move out and you can build new homes, then those areas are the ones where Schiller, I'm sure, is, is talking about that, you know, it's a bad investment to buy a home there. Okay, I'm all out of topics. What do you have for me? What do you see that we need to see that we need to talk about? I, we're just, you know, everything is so focused on what's going to happen today, tomorrow, about the debt ceiling. You know, the truth of the matter is we're not going to go uh, default tomorrow, but, you know, we will next week if something is not passed. And it's a very uh, intimidating time, and it's a very unusual time, and that, that's basically what everyone's focused on. What do you think we do um, if there's a default? Is it an apocalypse? Is it bad? Do we actually feel it? Or will the average Joe continue to talk about the Bears this weekend? Um, well, this weekend isn't the big deal. Again, it's, it's going to be next week. And the problem is we don't know how the Treasury is going to decide on what to pay and what not to pay. Now, the way they're saying to us is that, you know, we have a bill that comes due, we pay the bill. We don't prioritize one bill over another. And that means that, uh, you know, if we pay something but we don't pay, let's say, you know, Social Security payments, then, oh, yeah, you're going to have people on Main Street, especially, you know, the, the elderly and the most vulnerable who are not getting their benefits paid, they're going to go, you know, they're, they're going to be hurting. You know, if we decide to prioritize on, um, let's say, Social Security and we, we default on interest rates, you're going to see higher interest rates, you're going to see, you know, your your credit card payments have to go up and, and, and whatnot. And then you're going to have... Uh, small businesses and stuff that are contractors to the government not get paid. You know, are they going to have to lay off workers even though they've done the work and they expect to be paid by the government? There's a lot of pieces that are moving around, and it's, you know, all up in the air. And, yeah, this is not something that, you know, the banks are the ones who are going to be hurting. This is something that, that everybody's going to be feeling. Anything else that we should expect in the coming days uh, tied towards the budget, tied towards the economy? Any any economic data you're looking at? Well, there really is no economic no? data. Okay. I mean, we have industrial production tomorrow and initial claims. The claims number will be interesting because we're going to get to see a little bit more of how the government shutdown is affecting the employment situation. But uh, beyond that, I mean, we're, we're still kind of sitting in this fog of war, you know, not knowing how things are going, getting some information from surveys. But, you know, I, I've said this before, I don't really trust surveys uh, is, is an ideal way of focusing on how the, the economy is moving or how people are actually going to, uh, to spend. So, you know, until we get uh, the government back up and running, we're, we're kind of sitting here, you know, shaking our heads going, what's really going on? Okay. Thanks for joining us. It's Dr. Thank Jeff, Dr. Jeff Rosen, briefing.com. We'll talk to him next week when hopefully this fog of economic data starts to lift. Um, I don't know. It's it's important that we look at this, but at the same time, I don't think anyone's really taking it all that directly personally at this point in time. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Briefing.com does a great job of information and. Economic data, important. On a regular occasion with Dr. Jeff Rose and I talk about jobs, but we don't have those jobs numbers to report at this point in time because our government's dysfunctional. I ask him if he's really focusing on Europe a little bit more, a little bit more on Asia, because they're still publishing their data. Long story short, we're not in the United States. It creates a bit of a dilemma, to say the least. We've got a big event coming up, Charity Fundraiser, Money 101, on Saturday, October 26th, the Marriott in Walnut Creek. It's my 
only trip to the East 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 Bay before I go back to Virginia, per se. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Or if you just want to bring a phone, drop me an email, say I'm going to bring a phone, I'll sign you up for free. Um, I'm looking for old phones, collecting them for charity, local charities. It's that time of year. 